You're listening to Borderline Idealist. Join us every Sunday for new episodes where we focus on introverts, highly sensitive people, and mental health. Log on to BorderlineIdealist.com for past episodes, blog posts, and to find ways to support us. Together, we can give a voice to introverts and tear down mental health stigma. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Borderline Idealist. This is AJ. Hi, guys. This is Chris. And today we have a special guest. Uh, You have met her before, uh, a few months ago. And our uh, misunderstandings about introverts and extroverts podcast episode. That that was a really fun episode. So today's topic is... Well, we're going to be talking about mental hospitals and... Why it's actually good to go to one. So if you haven't experienced a mental hospital before, haven't been, you're lucky. (laughs) It's not somewhere you probably want to end up, but... It can be a positive experience. Yeah, and we'll we'll just kind of demystify that a little bit. So um, we have our special guest is named... Carmella. Carmella. Hi, Carmella. Want to say hi to everyone? Hey. Hey, everyone. How you doing? So, of course, Carmela has been with us in the past, and we thought that this topic, uh, she was perfect to have again as our guest uh, speaker, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Carmela is also an extrovert, so it's good to get her point of view. Uh, Carmela, did you want to say anything about your biography? <laughs> um, well, I'll let, start off by saying that I'm diagnosed with PTSD anxiety and depression okay and um i don't think you i don't think you mentioned the last episode how uh that came about the ptsd did you want to mention that uh sexual trauma in the military Mm, okay and physical trauma well thank you for your service and i'm gonna serve this country (laughs) well we're really sorry that 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 sucks i mean that's that's horrible that that's still something that people have to deal with in today's age. Yeah. Yes. But. But we really want to talk about the time, the time that I know that you and I have something in common because we've both gone to mental hospitals. Of course, Chris is perfect, so. (laughs) (laughs) I think I I go to a different mental hospital. (laughs) My home was a mental hospital. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) But for me, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Carmela, our our journey to getting better through inpatient and outpatient treatment. Uh, And I'll let you start off. What... Did you think about, could, could you tell us a, little, uh, a background, your background about when you ended up in the mental hospital, what that was like, and what it was like actually being there? Every time I have been admitted into the hospital, a mental hospital, it's always been a different experience. How many, times have, know. How many times have you been admitted? Uh, I have four. Maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe six. 
Six. Oh, you win. Yeah. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> winner, winner, winner. <laughs> yes, maybe, maybe six. And I also do outpatient care uh, about three times a month. Mm. And between seeing a psychiatrist and a psychologist. And outpatient is when you are actually inpatient is when you're you're in the confines of the mental hospital, and yes. outpatient is when you we actually go for a checkup. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, in my outpatient program, we actually went to classes during the day, and then I was able to leave the mental hospital. So it actually gives you back some of your freedom, but you're kind of mm-hmm. easing back into society. So is outpatient sort of like, um, ad. Not ADD. Um, a what is it? Alcoholic Anonymous AA meetings. It it can or be. I mean, you it, get a you get it, a lot of flyers and worksheets, and you talk about so it's a group way to cope, uh, ways to cope, and that's what a mental hospital is about, right? Carmela is about yes, um, giving you coping tools mm. of how to deal with a, a moment of crisis, um, or just being down, you know, trying to stay active and being mindful to live in the moment. Mm-hmm. And these take place in a group setting? Or is it... Well, for me, I do one-on-one because it's traumatic. It's a traumatic experience for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't share with, with groups I until just recently. I just got to the hospital yesterday. But um, I haven't shared in a group beforehand about my depression. It's always been a one-on-one with the therapist. You know. Wait, did you did you have to do a group therapy in the mental hospital? Did you have to sit around and, uh, and go to classes with people? Yes, in, in, in different hospitals I did go to group, but I never really opened up. I just, you know, did the worksheets just to answer them. Um, shortly after, I felt like I was ready to go back home and be back in society, you know, with family and friends. But this program that I just left from, it was at a mental hospital, but it was called the HOPE program. And it's for military female veterans, and they have a program for male veterans. And this was, you had to put in the work. You had to do your homework assignments. You had a treatment plan that you followed through with, um, presenting a trauma egg. You had a, you had a lot of assignments, a vision board, and it was for 28 days. And this, mm-hmm. it didn't feel like you were in an institution. We had a lot more freedom. They took us to Starbucks. They took us to go horseback riding. Um, it was very, very nice. Wow. Oh, that's where those, those photos where the horses is from. Yes, yes. Oh. That was about a, it was a very expensive program, but thanks to the VA, you know, they, they take care of me mm. and other veterans. I guess what a good question would be like, what was it like for you the first time you went to a mental hospital versus mm-hmm. the last time you went? The first time I went to a mental hospital was scary because mm. I didn't know what to expect. Everything was stripped from me. The clothes that I had, um, doing a, a body check. I mean, that's a little the last things you want to do. You know, you can't have a phone. You can't have your belt. It feels like going to prison, right? Uh, Yes, 
Well, I mean, I've never been to prison, but... Um, <laughs> that's what it feels like to me. It feels When you go into a mental hospital, like, they take away your phone, and you're just like, what? Wow. Has, <laughs> has someone in this room been to prison before? <laughs> no, I'm just saying, it, it's <laughs> like, they do everything but a cavity search, right? Like... <laughs> They're justified for doing so, you know, because it's a privacy, you know, you know, privacy, reason for privacy that they don't let you have your phone, nobody can pick you up or no way, you know, um, mm-hmm. you can't call and harass family to come get you and you're focused on your treatment and not right. being on YouTube and you're totally separated from the outside world. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my experience. From so the initial shock, it was like more of a yeah, shock. Initial. So it was shock and um, and scary. Yes. And how would and you... And you're walking around in pajamas that don't fit. <laughs> Yeah, I got I got some socks that have like those little white uh, the yeah, socks that have rubber. Yeah, like little rubber so that you don't slide or whatever. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. what I. Uh, so how would you say how would you say it's different since the last time, or is it the same? Do you still have the anxiety? Is it still scary to go? No, actually, as I became used to going to the mental hospital, I already knew what to expect, but I knew within three or four days' time that I wanted to leave. Mm-hmm. Now, compared to the last one, I did go to the mental um, mental ward, or however you want to call it, um, mental health hospital. A psych ward? And they took, yeah, the psych ward, and they told me about the program, so they pulled me out of the psych ward and put me in a veterans program, which... There's still some of the same criteria that you can't have a belt, you can't have your phone, but they'll give you your phone at the end of the day for an hour. Mm-hmm. They take you out places like I mentioned before. You have a lot of groups, and what they do is when you start going to groups during the day, they lock your bedroom door. So you sit out in the main area with there's chairs and little bouncy balls you can sit on. You can, you know, you have your morning, your group meeting in the morning. You say your prayer in the morning. Or whatever you want to say, whatever your spirituality is, um, or being is, but it was more comfortable this last time because it wasn't just an emergency care of being there for four days. It was, I was committed to staying there 28 days in that program Mm. because I had some things that I had to resolve and get down to the bottom of. So it made you get, when, when you went back this time, you felt like you were more serious about your... Your mental health, or you felt more concerned? I was always always serious about my mental health, but I just felt like when they mentioned that it was 28 days, I was hesitant because of the length of time. But I was like, if I don't go to the hospital, I am going to end up regretting and hurting myself at home. Mm -hmm. You know, like I've tried, you know, three, four other times, you know, but I said, one day I'm going to slip up and I'm not going to wake up. And, you know, I have a husband, I have dogs. You know, we're living in this house, and I just realized it was time to move on, you know? Yeah. I think what may cause the difference is also maybe that this was an actual program, or it seemed more of a program like a, you know, a a scheduled program where you have a start and a finish versus maybe the first time that you would go to a hospital, a mental hospital, and you have absolutely no idea... It's like you're there infin- for an infinite amount of time. You don't know when you're going to come out. 
And yeah, so one thing about being at the mental um, or psychiatric ward, you don't know what, what day you're leaving. Well, you don't know. Chris, are you talking about having like an itinerary? Uh, or just having scheduled events? I think, I think, yeah, maybe the, it being a program, in the, you know, with a program, you have itineraries, you have lessons, you yeah, have activities yeah. planned okay. for you, and you yeah. have a start and a finish, so you know when you, 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 you can see on a calendar the day that you are to leave, versus maybe yes. a psych ward where you're, you're kind of placed in there in an emergency setting, and you, you they're not going to tell you when you're leaving because they don't know... No. what your state of mind is. Mm. So I think maybe that's also a, a shift in uh, how people feel in, the, in those different settings. In the program, you had more control and it was your decision to stay. Now, you can request to be signed out and they'll discharge you, but you didn't finish. You know, you didn't finish what you started. Mm. That, that, would, that would be the problem and that would put more guilt on me if I, didn't, if I started and didn't finish. Um... As far as the 28 days, I didn't count down days. I did not. Just something in me. Day by day, I started really enjoying myself and enjoying the peers around me. And it was all mental health issues or, um, you know, PTSD related. Um, a few um, people that had drug addictions, it was a few people that had drug addictions. But other than that, we were all, you know, in our right minds to be able to communicate with each other, express how we're feeling, mm-hmm. share our past. You know, so, and we did yoga and everything. So people at people that go to mental hospitals are just regular, probably normal people that you would see yes. on the the street, um, yep. or just walking by you or in a classroom, and you're going through something in your life that maybe caused a lot of stress or a lot of anxiety or a lot of pain, and you're not able to handle it, and that's how you end up in a uh, mental hospital, but you know the the program that Carmelo was talking about. I wish we had some of that stuff when I was in the mental hospital. You know, I didn't get to hang out with any horses, uh, <laughs> but but it. I think it, it, just because I was in a mental hospital, it didn't mean that. I wouldn't have time to focus on myself mm. or I wouldn't have time to actually take a vacation from the world. And that's what I kind of saw the mental hospital as sort of taking a vacation from all the stress of the world mm. around us. So, you know, they, they all offer some kind of program or some kind of scheduling or some kind of uh, classes that you have to do some kind of program to keep you busy and to hope, mm-hmm. hopefully, I, I think, I like to think to keep you from going back to the mental hospital, to make it so boring that you're just like, you know what, maybe I'll think about trying to kill myself again and going <laughs> back to, because I, I know every time I went, I was just like, oh, I hate this place. <laughs> yeah. And it's not that you intend, like, you just want to hang out there. It's just, you hit rock bottom. Yeah. And fortunately, there is, you know, a mental health hospital that we can go to. In time of, of you know a crisis. Mm-hmm. Now, one thing that I was curious was that, you know, you mentioned that this last time you've gone, this last few times that you've gone to a mental hospital, it hasn't been the same experience since, since the first time that you went. And I wonder mm-hmm. if, um, even though it may not be as traumatic or 
scary if there's still another side that um that it's hard for you to deal with like it, i remember you mentioned briefly before we got started about this one this one time where you had to call an ambulance to your house and how that was yeah. a different stress than what you had experienced in the past can you talk about that yeah. um i was i did something really bad i'm not gonna go into what i did but i regret what i did i knew i needed to go to the mental uh hospital I called the ambulance, I called 911, and the cops came, and the ambulance came. So, you know, that makes a whole scene on your block when you live with a, you know, a housing community. Mm, and, yes. you know, neighbors will come outside and look, um, or peep out their window, you know, just not, not to be, you know, too obvious. Yeah. And I was embarrassed because I was carrying an overnight bag. I was capable of walking. I was able to walk up into the ambulance, and I'm thinking, like, man... If you're not on a, a, a bed, a, a, a stretch, a stretcher or anything like that, they're going to want to know what's going on and why we'd be able to walk in. You know, my husband's standing outside and talking to the cops and everything. And, you know, the um, it was it was just embarrassing. I was just thinking, man, I know when I get back, my neighbors are going to knock on my door to check and see if I'm okay and what happened. And mm-hmm. so it's the, just, I want to have boundaries and, and leave that personal. There was some shame, uh, Attached to that, having to, you know, I yes. guess, you know, have everybody looking at you. That would give me some anxiety. I feel like everyone is looking at me and paying attention to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm, but would you regret going to, to the mental hospital? No. Nope. Not at all. Not at all. And why not? Well, like I said before, I, I don't want to do something that I would regret. I know what I'm capable of doing to myself. I've done some harm to myself and caused myself to go in hospital for suicide attempts. But I'm telling you, it's gonna be that, it could be that one time that you're actually successful at what you attempted to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you do the wrong combination of, of, of pills, I've, I've tried to overdose on pills and, you know, Luckily, I didn't have to get my stomach pumped or anything. It was just like, oh, you'll be all right. You know, here's an IV and you set in the third. But that's why I didn't regret going to the hospital. I just regret not making a decision sooner before I attempted. Yeah. That's yeah. my only regret. And that's, I feel like that's something that a lot of people deal with. Not not only people with mental illness, but also maybe uh, spouses or family members or p- other people that care and love those the people who suffer from mental illness as well, that they have, it's culturally, there's a shame to admitting that something is wrong, that you need help. And especially when there's ambulance involved and then firemen or the police cops show up. And you look physically okay, you know, but it's, it's about something that's mental that's going on. Mm-hmm. The best way I could describe it it's like wanting to crawl out of your skin, wanting to erase your memory or your, your working memory. I'm sorry to get into psychology, but wanting to erase and clean out your working memory to have something positive or a bright light. It, it, it's just, it's horrible. It's a horrible feeling. Like you can't see tomorrow. You can't see next week or next year. And that is, is horrible. The panic attacks come in, heart palpitations. Um, I was physically feeling sick 
and, and, and not even breathing properly. Mm. Were you going to a doctor, um, like this last time that you went? Were, were you going to see a psychologist, like actually talk to somebody, and were you taking medicine? No. Um, I, I'm, I'm on, I was on medication. I've been on medication for over 10 years now. Um, I was transported by Easter, my husband. And that was because I was actively in a panic attack. So he drove me out to Florida to take me to the hospital. Like, he already knew. If you got to go to the hospital, come on, let's, come on, let's go. Let me go ahead and take you because I know when you're going to hit rock bottom. And he, he, he recognized the signs. So just by going to Lake City, Florida, they sent me to another hospital where they had more space, you know, uh, a bed for me. And then they put me in, in, in the program when I requested to go into the program as well. So I on medication, and I, and I was going to outpatient care. So it's... It's important to take care of your mental health. It's, it's sort of like going to the doctor and getting a breast exam uh, to what prevent... What do you know about that? <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm thinking the same thing. Why, can't too? What, why can't... Excuse me. Why can't I talk about getting a breast exam to not get you breast cancer? You can get a colonoscopy exam. Okay. <laughs> she, oh, my God. <laughs> Jeez! Oh gosh! It's like going to the doctor to get preventative care. Jeez! Since everyone's getting so sexist over here, to get preventative care from something that could be a bigger problem earlier on. So it's important later on. Yeah, yeah, later on. Uh, but I know what you meant. I'll yeah. Jeez! Oh my gosh! Yeah. But it, it's it's important. I think with this show, we really want to say that it's important to take care of your mental health. And to try to stay out of the mental hospital. But if you have to go, then don't be ashamed to go because so many people have been there. Like you're, you're probably going through that right now, or you've gone through that, or you might go through that. But so many people have been through that before and it doesn't kill you. It can help to make you stronger and just see it as a, a vacation from, from the stress of life and just deal with your your mental health and what you're you're going through to get yourself back on track so i think that's the most important thing that we want to say about this show to give people a positive look at going to the mental hospital and mental hospitals in general they're not just asylums where they put you in straight jackets, although you can end up there. Uh, <laughs> most people don't go for that. Most people sometimes just snap because they, you know, they're tired of cleaning after their children. Like it, you know, it's just for some people see their reasons as like the smallest reasons ever, but there's really no small or big reason um, for stress. If something is stressing you out, then you need to find an altern alternative to handling it and coping with it. I would say, not to make this look about me, I, I regret not going to the HOPE program in Ocala, Florida uh, years ago. I, I, I regret not going years ago. If you go to the mental hospital, you know, twice, and you feel like you got to go again, you need long-term care. You gotta, mm -hmm. you gotta sign up for a group or something, um, a group therapy, or if you need to go to a program. I mean, the the resources are out there. You know, it's just about doing the work and looking for it. 
I did the work looking for it, but I only thought of like celebrity getaways and <laughs> you know, that's all I saw online when I was Googling and searching. Right. But call hospitals and, 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 and ask them, do they have, you know, a long term care or even a two week care? Before it interferes with your job, your career, your your family life, and, and everything. Can you can you, you give know? out some of the names of the programs that you've attended? I think you said the the um, Hope Program, right? It's called the Hope Program at the Vines. The name of the hospital is called the Vines, and it's called the Hope Program. Mm-hmm. You said it's in Florida. Is that this is the re- yes. the most recent one that you attended? Yes, and I was gone for twenty eight days, and I just got back home yesterday. Mm-hmm. And it, it was it was good. It was really good because I was able to express and and, and expose my past without being judged. It was a non judgmental environment, so it was really good to get feedback from my peers and the therapists. Um, and you did arts and crafts. I'm telling you, they took me back to being a kid again. They really did. And I I, I left all the stressors. I barely had any bills to pay while I was there. They make up your bed. They cook. They do. They they did a lot for me. They really did. Wow! <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> well, I think that's. I'm telling you, it's yeah. meant to kind of get rid of all the stresses. That's a lot in a lot of people's life, and I know, especially when you're struggling with daily, you know, chronic depression and anxiety, little things like making your bed or taking a shower or washing clothes, all of those create a lot of stresses yes. that just bog people down and i think that's why these yeah. programs help a lot is because they're able to get rid of all those little things for most of us that don't have that don't deal with mental illness these are just common little things that everybody does and it takes very little effort to get done but to individuals that deal with a lot of mental uh problems that's those small things can become mountains for them and yes I know with uh, Ajani, that's something that we've struggled with this past year is just some of these small things that to me at, at times, and it's hard for, you know, loved ones or uh, family members to really look at the things through the peop- through the other person's eyes, right? And yeah. and you, I try to be understanding, and I think most people that care for someone who has mental illnesses, they try to be understanding uh, but I think sometimes it's just the, the stress gets to us as well. Yeah. And then it, there just comes to a point where you're like, ah, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. I want to understand, but I can't. And, you yeah. know, you you were doing so well before. Why are you going backwards now? Yeah, I've gotten that before. <laughs> I've gotten that. And I think it's important for, for, especially for people who are taking care of or that love someone who has mental illnesses to try to refrain from those type of comments because I don't think they help. You know, they, no, they, they people don't. with mental illness know where they're at. They know when they get better and they know when they're going back. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a struggle. It's a struggle to stay positive and keep things going in the right direction. But when, when you finally start taking those steps and going, you know, towards the light, it gets a little bit easier. Uh, so, you know, we... Um, I know that people with BPD, a lot of them will go to the mental hospital multiple times. Um, I'm not sure about people with PTSD, though. Do you know, Carmela? We end up in prison, jail, 
in a mental hospital mm-hmm. or dead. Or just struggling through life all the way, end up on drugs. There's, there's, there's so much that can happen to anyone with, with mental health issues and especially PTSD. Yeah. And I think the majority, there's, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go into it, but a big problem is that people who suffer from them feel ashamed to, to seek attention, to seek help. And you've talked, Ajani, you've talked before where you feel like you have expressed shame in not being able to do some of these simple tasks. Um, or you feel like, uh, what's that I feel like word? I'm taking advantage of you. <laughs> right. Oh, I hate that one. Oh, yeah. gosh. Well, I, it just oh. feels really bad. And, um, but, but I think, I think what's important is that, you know, uh, especially for I'm talking from my perspective as someone who who cares and loves someone with with mental illness is that to try to be as as positive and as encouraging and yes and just sometimes all you need is to just crawl crawl into bed with them and just lay next to them for a couple of minutes you know or a couple of hours sometimes <laughs> and that's sometimes that's all people need is just for a Someone couple of there. days. Yeah. Um, sometimes <laughs> we just what need... I, what, I, what I learned, um, not so much like for the hugs and, and affirmations from other people, but you have to do affirmations for yourself. Yes. Mm. You got to say something positive for yourself every morning, every day. Just don't forget to do that. Yes. You have to be mindful <laughs> that when you're doing a task, you know, enjoy doing that task. Think about doing that task. Don't think about the next one or the five others that you have to do. Yes. You have chores to do around the house. Try mm-hmm. to do just two of them. Yes. And then you may build up energy to do a few more. Yes. But when <laughs> okay. you have a set schedule, yes, when you have well. a set schedule out of your day or some kind of structure, you say, you know what, I'm, wake up, I'm up now for taking medication. But I'm going to clean only until 1 o'clock. And after 1 o'clock, whatever I got done is, is the cleaning that I'm going to do for the day. And then you do something for yourself. Yeah, I feel like that. You know, that's the biggest challenge is to get that routine set up and going. I just learned it. I just learned it. So. And I'm pretty a, sure that down. this program helped a lot. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Honestly, we need to send you to a program. I know. I'm just like, <laughs> what have I been missing? <laughs> I've been going the I, long way. <laughs> I'll create a program for you. <laughs> well, uh, guys, we want to thank you for uh, tuning in and listening. Uh, if you pretty insightful. Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Carmela, for sharing your yeah, story. Yeah, thank you us. so much, Carmela. Uh, thank you for allowing me on your show. Yeah, and of course, guys, if you're if you happen to listen on Apple or on iTunes, leave us a review, hopefully five stars. We really appreciate it. Um, I did want to address uh, us having an advertisement before the podcast really fast, Uh, Chris. Okay. Um, So uh, as you guys noticed, there's a little ad that plays and I just want you guys to know that you know, we appreciate you listening, and every time you listen, we get some money from that. And... Cents. Cents. Huh? <laughs> I said we get a couple of cents. I think it's like one cent per listen. Yeah. Yeah, so I think it's like one cent per We're not rolling in dough yet. No. <laughs> but I just want to thank you guys for just continuing to listen, even though there is an ad playing, and just, just wanted to bring that up. And so we will see you next 
Sunday with another episode of Borderline Idealist. And thank you so much for giving your one sense and listening. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, please share with your friends and family. And also send us any comments. If you have any suggestions, we love hearing from you guys. Especially if you're in Atlanta or in Georgia. Maybe mm-hmm. we can uh, uh, get a little introvert group going. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, from AJ and... Chris, and, we bid you adieu. And Carmella. 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 <laughs> Would you like to say goodbye? Thank you for having me and goodbye, everyone. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Thank you for joining us this Sunday. Follow us on our Facebook group and Instagram for more behind the scenes. If you liked the episode, why not help AJ and Chris reach more people and leave an iTunes review to help others discover the podcast. Together, we can defeat mental health stigma.